Hey y'all, Tom here. Just wanted to let you know that this week's episode isn't super heavy on goofs, and it actually gets a little intense. We deal with some really heavy subjects. I think we did a good job talking about them in ways that were honest and sensitive, uh, but we also recognize that they're touchy issues, and so hopefully you'll enjoy this, and I'd like to really encourage you to engage this discussion further in the SoundCloud comments. Uh, we're all trying to figure out how to be better people together, and uh, while I feel like we learned from this week's episode, I'm sure we have a long way to go. So uh, yeah, so if there's anything that we said in this episode that rubs you the wrong way or that you want to kind of correct us on and push us in a better direction, please do uh, tell us in the comments on SoundCloud. We'd be really happy to you know, learn from you and to continue this discussion together. Uh, I'd also like to take this time to quickly let you guys know that if you want to reach us for any reason, you can send us an email at uh, upfordpodcast at gmail.com and we'll respond to it and we might even talk about it on the air if you give us permission. Uh, and if you want to send us real world mail, we do have a P.O. box. Uh, you can send mail to Up for Discussion, care of Tom Zalatni. That's at P.O. Box 65060, BP Charlevoix PO in Montreal, Quebec, H3K1P0, Canada. Uh, thanks for all your support and enjoy the show. I don't know what's going on. I'm bad. He's bad. Welcome to the Upper Discussion. Yeah. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. The Up for Dizzy P cast. Yeah, the only show on the internet that doesn't feature people singing things that are real things. When was the last time you were dizzy while peeing? Oh man, recently. Oh, wow. Uh, just now. Really? You ever get up yeah, to pee well, and then you? I I frequently hold my breath while peeing, and if I haven't peed all day, then I hold my breath for a really long time, and then I start feeling dizzy. Oh. Yeah. Maybe you should breathe. Why do you? I I, I physically can't. Weird. Oh. You can't. You can't no, breathe while peeing. It's, it's the kind of thing where it's either one or the other. Huh. You know, breathing or peeing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a well documented medical condition called pee breath. Right. Have you documented <laughs> this for the past? Like, how long have you been documenting this yourself? Because that's really um, fascinating. About an hour. Okay. Oh. oh. So it's fairly new research. <laughs> yes, yes, but it's uh, cutting edge. The bleeding edge. Extensively, like it. You know, I peed for about fifteen seconds, but I wrote a six hundred page page report on it. So wow. I think it's pretty thorough, mm. and I think it's safe to say that I've made a medical breakthrough in that. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, the medical breakthrough will be when you solve the problem and you enable all those like yourself to be able to pee yes. while breathing. I've already done it. Wow. All right then. Well, but I won't say it. Why not? You just said it. Because it's a secret. There's because otherwise, people are gonna steal my patent. If you want yeah, to my hear about Simon's pending. idea, you're gonna have to go and sign up for Title. That's the only way to get this exclusive Simon idea. Actually, or you can go to Patreon.com/slash/UpForDiscussion and donate a hundred dollars. So now less. that all the new <laughs> listeners are gone, <laughs> um, <laughs> finally, <laughs> we have a guest this week. Yay. Hello. Hello. Who are you? I'm Liana. Hi, oh, Liana. Liana. Hi. No, 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 no. Liana. Sorry. Lian? What was? Th- no, there's an A at the end. Liana, not. Liana or Lian, Liana. Liana. Guys, we have special guest Leon Bridges in the studio <laughs> today. Hello. Tell us about your new album. Um, well, it's a piece that I've uh, it's an album I've been working on for uh, quite a while right now. Uh, when I was off uh, in South America, there were these very interesting birds, mm. and uh, they mm. just blew me away. And that's uh, that's basically what the piece is about—a bunch of uh, birds. You can tell sounds. she's artsy because she's and, whispery. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm very profound when I uh, speak like this. So I, uh, well, you guys, welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. Hello. For the third time. Nah. Did we welcome them? Maybe. Maybe we yeah, did. I probably kind welcomed of. them a couple I times. welcomed them to the Suva de Vu. Oh, the Suva de Vu. Yeah. Suva de Vu. Did you guys watch the Mumafu? I did. You know he's dead? What? <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was a puppet. No, he was no. a real. They, okay, so there, there a was a puppet, but yeah. there were other times when he would like run around yeah. and stuff, and that was a real lemur. Oh, really? Yeah. And he died. Yeah. That lemur's dead. Aww. I mean, I guess is that sad? It, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, it's to be expected. I don't know what lemur mm-hmm. life expectancies are, but probably I guess like 20, roughly the length of my twenty childhood. to thirty. Twenty to thirty. Really? Twenty to thirty. Really? Do you, I guess. Is this one of those things that you started researching just now without researching it? Yes. Okay. Just wow. checking. It's uh, it's what I call a scientific guess. A scientific guess. Yeah. Mm. But That's like, fair. they could just get another lemur, couldn't they? Like, we can't tell the difference between one lemur and the next. I, do they even make the show anymore? No, now it's a cartoon animation. Ew. Yeah. That's not good. Ugh. Like, how many Puxatawney fills have they had? Oh, I don't know. That's the. The groundhog. Are they, and are they are they all Punxsutawney Phil, or do they rename them? No, they they've they've one? always been Phil. Like Wyatt and Willie in Ontario has always been Wyatt and Willie too, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. always an albino groundhog. Oh, oh weird. What? Uh, huh. Well, because Ontario is a really white place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's even whiter than Punxsutawney. Yeah, and you know, if he's albino, then he's the same color as the snow. So I guess that oh, he can gives him an advantage. Yeah, maybe he doesn't see his shadow because his shadow is really white. But he's not that's transparent. Deep, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, ring-tailed lemurs live for sixteen to nineteen years. You're not bad. Not bad, actually. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. pretty legit. Yeah. You I, said twenty. Yeah. Twenty, to, 20 30. to thirty. Okay. They have like a year to be legal, and then they die. Oh man, wow. that's hard. Depends what province. It's yeah, that's true. That'd be a really interesting premise for a movie. Mm. What? Like, like, a, like a society that... where a year after it is legal for you to do everything, you, you know, die. you will die. You know, oh god. That's kind right. of like a. That's kind of like the purge. Yeah, I was about to say that. Maybe, but but different. Yeah, a slightly different concept. I haven't seen the purge. Is it just about vomiting? Uh, it's it's about like there's this one day a year where nothing is illegal, mm-hmm. and you can and like like the idea is that you get all of your illegal behavior out of the way on that day, and then the rest of the day you're yeah. good. Out there, of the way. Yeah. There was a really great Rick and Morty episode on, uh, based on the purge, actually. Mm. For like, any of those like listeners who listen to Rick and Morty, yeah. I really I really like the idea of a Rick and Morty store. You know, Rick it's it's a lot nicer than when you just have an online store because people can actually go in and purchase. I'm sorry, I'm, this is a this is a bit that I I thought of earlier when I was thinking about the idea of a brick and mortar store. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, I hope someone mentions Rick and Morty on the podcast tonight. And then you did it. I just wow. did so, without even thank knowing. Thank you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. What do you think the odds are that someone has seen the purge, seen Rick and Morty, and also listens to our podcast? Um, not. I'd um, say there's at least one person. Probably, yeah. Perhaps one. I mean, There's probably one person. Diana now, I guess. Yeah. Right? But you yeah. haven't seen The Purge. I haven't seen The Purge. I've just seen the, the trailer and just guessed. Mm. Yeah. Someone must yeah. have seen The Purge. Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen The Purge, let us know in the comments. If there was a day like that, what would you do? Ooh, good Ooh, question. God. I'd hide. Good. Yeah? Like, I mean, I don't have any impulse to do anything illegal, so I would just like uh, hunker down or like I maybe spend one to like steal a bunch of su- things. Sur- survival things and things that would allow me to you know, hide in my house better, mm. but then I would just hide in my house. And then, yeah, I like, I don't have any, I don't know, impulse to do anything oh illegal. Oh God, I would much. smash so many things. Just, just, just <clears throat> windows and, and maybe ax a tree or something. No, I would, I would probably go a bit crazy. Not hurt anybody. 
maybe yeah. maybe except the tree except the tree mm-hmm. you know there's, trees have there are there are ways there are legal ways to do that right yeah there is actually a cassite yeah. which is a place where you can um it's basically like a recycling company and they're like so we have three different rooms there's a room where you can throw basically shit at a wall and there's another mm-hmm. room where they they're like weapon of your choice P- please break things it's not then, but it's not like weapon weapon it'll be like a pipe or a baseball bat or that kind of yeah. thing. baseball bats those are weapons weapon. that's a, yeah those but like weapons. it's not like oh you can get a flail you can have a mace no. you can have a broadsword i wish <laughs> medieval a- medieval weapon <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually uh, i brought we a story i brought a story about this well really? we, we talked Anger about rooms. this on, on a podcast yeah like yeah. I, I'm the one who brought that story. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, we yeah. thought you meant you brought it tonight. And I was no, gonna say was like, like, yeah, you talked about that. Like, no, I brought thirty weeks else. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a fun, yeah. fun times. Yeah. Oh, it makes yeah. sense. Like your hiding thing makes sense though, because like mm-hmm. given that you have really tame illegal impulses, you pretty much just on that day watch out for the people that have really really dangerous ones. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like I would like I don't know. Like, of course, there are some some things that I would love to have that I can't afford. Hmm. And on that day, I could be like, I'm going to go steal these things. But like, I don't know. Probably they will get stolen from so you it's then. Basically, like yeah, mm-hmm. like 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 I, I'm I'm risking my own safety to go outside and get something yeah. that I would that I might like that I also could just save up. Yeah, like right? enough people die on Black Friday. And I was about legal. to say you could just yeah. Black Friday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 So what, buy, would guys, what would you guys do? Like buy, a, like buy a panic room or something, yeah, and then hide in it for the day, and then Basically. return it the next day for the refund. I mean, ideally, I'd like to be able to have a house that is, you know, um, impenetrable. Yeah, or like have something to make my house impenetrable. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know, just board up the windows and then hunker down for the day. Mm-hmm. When it's done, on board. Probably have to do more than just. Uh... You know, block up those windows. You might need a chastity right. moat. Yeah. yeah, with crocodiles. <gasps> I would On steal crocodile. a crocodile. You would. Yeah. I would just steal some cool animals and then figure out how to <gasps> take care of them. But is it illegal to have those animals once the day is over? Probably. Probably. Oh, maybe I'd have to steal the permit from the zoo as well. And yeah. Then just like the next day, it's like, no, no. Look, I have this permit. It says zoo on it, but my, I am I am zoo. That's my, my name. It says for the Granby Zoo. Grand I, zoo. I, I, you're not the Granby Zoo, sir. That's not true. I illegally changed my name to the Granby Zoo yesterday. Yeah. I didn't ah. pay the five billion dollars it costs to change names in Quebec. I just yes. did it. I yeah. can't imagine it's that expensive. To change I think your name. it's like five hundred dollars or something. It's kind of it's uh, it's a good chunk of money. If you could change your name, what would budget. you change it to? If I could change my name, what would I change it to? Yeah. Oh man, that's hard. Zom Talatnai. You know, I used to I used to joke that I wanted to change my last name to something that just sounded easier to pronounce, just some kind of English word. But I don't really want to anymore. I think you should change your name to something that's almost the Latinai, but just slightly different. So then even the people who currently understand how to say it are weird. Like just switch, if, the, switch the N and the T. Oh no, what if I just like one day just suddenly change my last name to the fat guy? Uh, and everyone Tom was like, "That's Tom Zalatni." No, no, it's Zalatni. it's the fat guy. What? Tom Zafatni. Be part of your identity then. Yeah, Tom's a fat guy. And yeah. then Boom. you simultaneously go on like an extreme weight loss program, just to confuse people. No, too much work. Mm. For the I'm not joke. on board too with much. that part. <laughs> Tired, sir. I'm sleepy. Yeah, man. Did you have a rough hour and a half? Uh, Shade. Ow. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Mm. Thanks for bringing it up. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simon was peeing for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I said that, you know, I held my breath and I felt dizzy, I actually passed out. Oh. So I was late. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Mm. So, Tim, what story did you bring today? Um, I brought the story about how I don't have a story. Tom, what story did you bring? <laughs> um, I brought a story about a, a bigot who wants to be the president of the a Philippines. A bigot? Oh. Uh-oh. And also happens to be a dude who punches people in the face for And money. gets punched in the face for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do you guys know Manny Pacquiao? Yes. He's Isn't like, he a boxer? Not personally. I don't know if he's a boxer. He's or an MM. Yeah, no, he's a boxer. Yeah. Is he just a boxer? Yeah, he's just a, a boxer. He's a okay. Filipino. He's definitely uh, a guy who gets paid to punch and be punched. So is yeah. is he underwear or is he a dog? Or is he an athlete? So That's racist. What? What? Wait, what? Like a like a boxer is a kind oh. of dog. <laughs> 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 like, what? What? I was like, <laughs> oh. I was um, playing on what boxer. Or is he someone who puts things in boxes? That's the one, actually. He works oh, in shipping. Yeah. Yes. Um, gotcha. No, yeah. So he uh, he is also uh, a congressman in the Philippines, um, and really? I actually got our Filipino correspondent. I wish, I wish more American congressmen were boxers. Are there yeah. any? I feel uh, like probably there must have been like no. They're all didn't Lincoln they're all box. Old. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. true. But he wasn't a congressman. He was a president. I mean, he was a senator before. Right. Sometimes you're a congressman well. before you're a president, aren't you? Well, like there's not really. Uh, a no, because they're two separate bodies. Okay, oh, you can't yeah. be a congressman and go. You're you're either a governor and then president. I mean, I I guess you could. You but... can be whatever and then be president. Yeah, there's no restrictions. Donald Trump. You could be a senator. senator. You could be a bigot. Yeah. You could be a bigot. Yeah. You could be a reality star. These things are not mutually You could be a exclusive. rapper. You could be a yep. general. But in any ways, there's there's two separate bodies and you can only punch one of them. That's what you're saying. I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, so um. So I got our Filipino correspondent, uh, Ika. Angelica. Yeah, I guess that is what her name is short for. Yeah. Uh, so she oh, uh, I no idea. She lives in the Philippines and is a big fan of the show. And I was like, hey, <gasps> yeah. I want to talk about Manny Pacquiao. Can you type She's up? She's also like, from a... the Philippines. She doesn't just live there. Well, yeah, she... that's a given. That's... Uh, doesn't from imply that you came from there to somewhere else? Well, I, I think you said she lives in the Philippines. Yeah. But I mean, he's, people he's don't really move to the Philippines. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> hey. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't Laura? Who? Laura who? Laura and Laura Seeker. No, they're in like Edmonton. No, but she, like she grew up in the Philippines or something. No, uh, they did live there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. There for a bit, but then they left again. Yeah, back. Yeah, but because their they mom moved was and a, then back. Was so an she, she was living there but wasn't born there. True enough. Anyway, <laughs> we have uh, a paragraph that was generously typed up for us explaining what Manny Pacquiao did recently to get himself into the news. So All I'm right, going to read that. Uh, unless you've got another thing to interject. Can you do it in in Ika's voice? What does she sound like? You've spoken to her on the Filipino. phone. Like, what does... I don't female. feel comfortable doing a That's about Filipino it. girl voice. <laughs> female sound like. Channel your inner Augustine. Okay, so she says, Manny Pacquiao is currently a congressman uh, who barely ever attends meetings uh, for one of the provinces in the Philippines and is running for Senate. Uh, so he's not running for president. My bad. Okay. Um, recently, when asked his opinion on same-sex marriage, he responded by basically saying that gay sex makes people less than animals. Because even animals know how to differentiate between their own gender and the opposite. Not true. Yep. Nope. <laughs> um, this, of course, gave him a lot of bad publicity with a lot of LGBT comedians and celebrities, mm-hmm. uh, people calling him out on the internet, and Nike even dropped him from their sponsorship. All right. Uh, Harsh. Apparently, he's apologized, but it wasn't a very heartfelt apology, and he still expresses a lot of anti-LGBT uh, sentiment. Um, and this is because Damn. a while ago, he underwent a Christian con- conversion uh, and... Converted to some branch of Christianity that is really mean to gay people. Uh, Roman Catholic? Baptist? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, Anglican, pretty much like 
most, I think every branch of Christianity has been mean to gay people at some point, except maybe the United Church. And basically mm, every maybe. branch of Christianity includes a subset of people that continue to be yeah. mean to gay people. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like one of the things that I've noticed is that it tends to be adult converts who mm. go gravitate towards the extremes. Like, mm. I don't know, like when you... Mm. When you discover, like, I, th- I think it's especially because a lot of people convert to Christianity when they've, like, gone through a really hard time yeah. or something, and then they're, like, they're really open to something new, and then they discover this, and they're like, whoa, this is the best thing. I am going to go as far in Into every it. possible way yeah. as I can, and so I've, I've seen, like, it seems that the people who have the most, like, dramatic conversion stories about, like, I was in the depths of despair, and then I discovered this, they tend to be the ones who now have no perspective on, hmm. like... Uh, maybe this is also something that I should take with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. But, interesting. But there was there was someone who had interpreted um, that quote from the Bible: um, "A man shall not lay with a man like he does with a woman." Yeah, right. It is abomination. Some, someone had a had interpreted very in a very interesting way that was sort of open to homosexuality, saying like, "Well, if you are a man who is into men, you should not lay with a man as you'd with a woman because you like men." So. <laughs> I mean, and also like, of, there's, I mean, you shouldn't lay with a man as you do with a woman because, because it's physically impossible. Well, <laughs> yeah, so if you do, different. there's a lot of bad stuff that needs to happen first. It's bad for one of the men. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. I had uh, a friend yeah. of mine told me, a friend of mine told me the other day that uh, when she was like three or four, uh, her older sister told her, like came up to her and was like, you know what sex is, right? And she was like, no, tell me. Uh, and the sister said, it's when a boy puts his penis in a girl's butt. Uh, and so she of course you know, spent like a lot of her childhood believing that this was true and probably wow. saying this to a bunch of her friends That's uh, and I guess it's not strictly untrue well it's, no. well, it's just not the only you it's know, not like, that is not a good a yeah. good exclusive definition yeah yeah. it's yeah. like uh, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, when uh, in, in the office when Oscar comes out or like like does like accidentally comes out um, and then like, I think it's at the end of the episode when Dwight goes up to him and goes oh, no. hey I have a question for you uh when you have sex with a man, how do you decide which penis opens up to envelop the other one's penis? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, she was on the phone last week, wasn't she? Yeah, she she was. Isn't that kind of how sharks do it? Um, sharks, but with, yeah. with something yeah. like that, yeah. Some some of them have prehensile vaginas. Yeah, that's it. Female sharks, their vaginas come out and ab- like oh my God. absorb the male that's shark. That's terrifying. Penis. I... There's actually a similar thing that happens in in humans with like actually actually like the fertilization between the sperm and the egg. Yeah. The egg like sends out this thing that like grabs it and oh. like, pulls it in. Oh. So that whole idea about huh. the like yeah. the sperm being the one that like I'm going to get in there is not true. The egg's like, "Hello." Okay. I mean, grab. it does the sperm does kind of do that to a certain extent. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Right, huh. it, it makes itself available to the claw. Yeah, yeah. it does move. <laughs> and and then there there's actually a few theories that like because if two sperm get in the egg at the same time, mm-hmm. it it won't work. Um, but the egg likes to grab them. So actually, some of the reason why sperms have these wiggly tails is to try and get away so not too many of them get in at once. <laughs> but wait, isn't fraternal twins when two sperms enter the same egg? No. Or is that just two eggs getting no, it, no, sperm it's, it's at the just same time? Fraternal twins, yeah. Fraternal twins is two eggs being okay. planted at the same time, right. Right. being fertilized by different sperm. And then, and how is how are identical twins? Then? Identical twins is one egg, one sperm, and, and then splits? at that point it splits because that's yeah. what cells do. Does okay. it clone? But it, itself, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, crazy. Twins, identical uh, twins are clones. That's wow, what, that's what they are. Essentially, just, 
Like the, the eggs That's crazy. get separated and forms two there's blastocysts a, instead of one. There's actually a company in uh, in Korea which will clone your uh, dead pets. My dead pet. Ah, yes. That's awesome. It, it, it costs like, I think, either 10000 or $100,000. And there's some sort of a procedure that you have to do. Like you have to send your pet within like a, a week or 24 hours of, of having died. And there's oh. no guarantee that it'll work. So anyway, you, you send your pet over to this facility and they clone it for you. And they have these 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 female dogs where they'll they'll just inject i guess the the dna into i don't know the whole procedure but i just feel really really bad for these does it does it have to be a dog because like i don't know if a dog can what if carry a cat Oh, I don't know if they do cats, but I've only heard it for dogs. I was really hoping we could get Zaboomafu back. I guess not. No. Oh, when uh, when when I was in Seja, my my first uh, philosophy professor used to study biology, and when he was in his, I think he was doing like his master's in biology, and he uh, in one of his classes had to clone a potato. Okay, that's but, not really that. That's difficult. not so bad. No, but the potato came out albino. Okay. And potatoes can come out albino? Apparently. Hmm. And what? like the original potato wasn't albino, but the one that came out was albino. And he was like, that's messed up. And then he started thinking a lot and was like this, and then started getting really into philosophy. And that's what got him into <laughs> philosophy was he cloned this albino potato. And was, what were the, what were the philosophical sort of, implications of an albino I think, potato? I think it's just the idea, like, because he didn't do anything wrong. That was what it was, right? He did okay. everything he was supposed to do but the potato came out albino. Weird. Right? Mm. And so it's it's the kind of thing of like, if, if you were to put a number in an equation and it gave you a number, and then you were to put that same number in the same equation again, and a different number came out, you'd be like, what the hell? I guess. And that's kind of, that's kind of, to a certain extent, that's kind of what happened. Maybe your calculator is just not working properly. It just seems like a really intense, like, interpretation to yeah. like maybe someone poured bleach on my potato. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but... I, like that's what brought it to it was he was like mm. you know if if you can you can predict almost everything but you can't predict everything and mm. then that just kind of got him spiraling into this existential thing and he was like i should study philosophy that's and he did and he loved it beautiful quote you mm. can predict everything but you cannot predict everything you can predict almost everything, everything. but you can't predict, predict everything. everything wow mm. okay but manny pacquiao yeah yeah so this this story kind of rubbed me the wrong way uh as like well, no shit yeah, like as a Christian who is part of a church that is not historically like pro LGBT, but mm-hmm. as a person who politically at the very least and is mm-hmm. and then like on a religious level is not sure, but is at least willing to be like not sure in a positive way. Yeah. Uh it like it bugs me a lot when I hear like prominent people who are Christian expressing yeah. this as like this is what the Bible makes very clear because I'm like I don't uh... really think that it does. No. And I respect your opinion, but I think that you can be not an asshole about it. Yeah. And I think that Manny Pacquiao was not doing that well. Yeah, like there's, <laughs> I think there's a difference between going, you know, personally, I believe that homosexuality is wrong and saying you're less than an animal if you engage in this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. taking it very, very Yeah, far. like that's not that like whether you agree with it or not, that is not the Christian response. That's it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and for me as someone who like, you know, I, I think I personally identify as bisexual, but choose to live my life straight Mm. because I'm not sure. And because also I just kind of want to have a wife and kids more than I want to, you know, 
Have another dude. Have another dude. Exactly. Envelop so despite the fact that I'm, in yours. <laughs> yeah, <I don't>, <laughs> <laughs> as much as you know, maybe the, on a physical level, I'm attracted to men just as much as I am to women. Emotionally and rationally, I choose women more than I do men, uh, and that works pretty well for me. And I am kind of thankful because it makes it easier in terms of my sexuality in relation to my faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of like what I think for other people, I'm like, I don't know. You know, I yeah. go to a church that is like it actually says you know that my church's official statement is that you know they will not bless same-sex marriage uh and the only reason that i reconcile that to myself is that i really like the church that i'm a part of and so even though i'm not completely sold on that i'm not going to let that be the issue that makes me leave and you just acknowledge that if you were if you ever were to marry a guy you wouldn't do it in that church i well the thing is i I wouldn't marry a guy but it's not for religious reasons yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's it and so for me it's like eh, well you know it's kind of frustrating being right in the middle of that, basically, yeah. because on the one hand, politically, I'm definitely all for, you know, gay, gay people having the same rights as straight people. And like, I think that gay marriage should be legal. I also think that it should be within a church's right to decide whether or not they want to bless yeah. a, anybody's marriage, regardless of their sexuality. And so I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's a tricky, yeah, tricky area. Because I also come yeah. from uh, from a Christian Roman Roman Catholic background, which is ooh, very very strict. So that's that's actually one of the reasons I left the church because mm. they didn't mm. um, accept the LGBT community. But then I have friends like Simon who are very very close to their faith, and I'm like, how do you do it? And then you have him over then, here, yeah. <laughs> who's also a Roman I am Catholic. I am currently Roman Catholic, and I, I like I think I. I'm sort of I'm sort of on your wavelength right now. Like I I think there's a very strong distinction to be made between, you know, rights and things that you choose to do because you're yeah. religious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, be having equal rights under the law, whether you're gay or straight or whatever. Like that is just like an obvious thing yes. mm-hmm. for you know a society that yeah. is not a theolog like a what's the word theocracy theocracy you know like. You do not get the right as a Christian to impose things that you believe on people who do not believe those things. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right? That doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. Like I, it, it's like with the whole like Kim Davis thing that happened uh, right. over over the summer. Like I, I heard it said really well. Where like if she truly believed, and she does, but like like her only responsibility as someone who truly believes that um, gay marriage is wrong is to not marry a woman. Right. Right. And like it, it does kind of put her in like a tricky situation if she works there, but it's also like. But you know, not like, like I, I, I don't know. I, I like part of me feels like it's not her place to refuse. No. You know, like if she was really uncomfortable, just let somebody else do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? don't, don't let her own personal like, sort of beliefs and, in the way of others. Yeah, exactly. And I think that like. <sighs> well, that's the thing. Like if you're like, I'm. I'm I think the thing with, I don't know about everywhere else in the world, but the thing with, with America is that because historically it has been sort of like, like I, I agree that constitutionally separation of church and state is, you know, it's true. It's there. Like that's what it should be. But yeah, historically it has very much had like religious underpinnings to things and not even necessarily religious, like, you know, 150 years ago, it was not necessarily a religious statement to say that like, men shouldn't marry men it was also very cultural you know it was right. like yeah. this is how western society thinks so it was like ingrained in society and people i th- i think people have taken that and especially christians have taken that to, to mean that 
being a Christian in American society should not involve you making any sacrifices, right? Mm -hmm. You should have the ability to do everything that your personal interpretation of your religion requires without having to lose anything at all, mm -hmm. which I don't think is there's any reason to think that's true. Like, so in the Kim Davis situation, for example, mm -hmm. if she really can't, you know, reconcile, like taking part in this law in a way that like is okay with her faith, then that's a sacrifice. Like, and she chooses her faith over the law, then she like, she can't be her profession. No, you know? she can't. Right. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, a Christian, if that's the most important thing to them, like it sucks for you, but you, you, you consider it to be worth it, you know, mm -hmm. which is a whole bunch of, yeah, there's a whole bunch of issues there because, yeah. You know, I think that probably a lot of other Christians in her place can reconcile it fairly easily. Like, oh yeah, yeah. like I, this is I can still do my job and you know give this person a permit to marry <laughs> yeah. another guy and like you know not feel like yeah. I'm like betraying it, it's, everything. It's not but, like you're giving someone your personal blessing, right? Because you're yeah. giving them the permit, right? Yeah. Well, but it's like when I have customers who say stupid things. <laughs> and I, I don't not send them their package. I still send them their package, even if they said a dumb thing in a note yeah. that they left us. Yeah, it's like yeah, right. that, mean, is, that is your job exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so she should be willing to give this person, you know, she should be willing to give men their partners packages. Is basically, what <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like it's like yeah, it's hard. Like. Just coming back to this Manny Pacquiao thing, like it's frustrating because I want the church and the LGBT community to have some kind of harmony between them. Yeah. And there yeah. are churches that are like making a really earnest effort to do that. Uh, but most of those churches are, are you know, on the liberal side of it and are like very in favor of blessing same sex marriage. And so, like, I kind of, you know, it's a given that those churches are going to do a good yes. job of having, you know, community with the LGBT people. Uh, what I want is to see the churches that are not in favor of gay marriage still being nice to LGBT people and trying yeah. to yeah. accept them into the community regardless. Yeah. And I don't see that happening. And I don't know practically how to make that happen in a large scale way that it will be meaningful. But I want to see that happen. It's just very tough when the church itself hasn't necessarily evolved with mm. with everyone else. Yeah. Kind of at 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 the same time so it's 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 tough because mm -hmm. you get stuck in centuries and centuries yeah. and centuries but i feel, I feel like belief but, and... but it's also like i think there's there's a there's a big there's a big inertia in churches to be to be true but there is also a very large inertia in cultures right yeah because if you like i'm sure that many pacquiao's statements are pro like if i don't know if he he converted to catholicism or whatever but it I have no idea. like often like if you take catholicism for example you look at the kind of statements that, say, the Pope makes about, like, same-sex... I was just about like, to bring that up. They're, yeah. they're not affirming it, but at the same time, they're very measured. They're like, yeah. no, like, mm. you, are, you are still a lovely person and a human being, and God loves you, and, like, I am, I am not supposed to judge you, right? Yeah. So, and I should and, reflect the love of God to you. That's and my that job. trickles yeah. down to the level of a guy who's been hit in the head a lot as these people are less than animals, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The, the one like respite I find in this story is that it does strike me as refreshing that his job is to get punched in the face pretty regularly, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also to punch other people in the face. 
yeah, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that happens. Like yeah. that happens. It's it's a sad fact that this is not you know just Manny Pacquiao. No, like, for sure. It's a yeah. North American thing and a especially a U.S. politics thing. Yeah. 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 And it yeah, it seems to happen a lot that these a lot people in Africa are, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With they do poo poo. <laughs> oh my goodness. <sighs> I had almost forgotten about that video. <laughs> I was waiting for you to actually bring that up since we were on the topic of butts. If you um uh, if you if you're at home and you don't know what I'm talking about, go on YouTube and look up they eat the poo poo. Or don't. Or, or don't. Or don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. like we we laugh at it. I but mean, at the same we're time, kind of like removed it's, and ridiculous. It but is at the kind same of time, terrifying. It's, it is very terrifying. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. Speaking well, of Africa. Speaking of Africa. What? Uh, I have a. I brought. I brought a story also about a famous person who was put in the spotlight for something strange that they said. Uh, it's um, it's uh, it's uh, it's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Oh, I think I know yeah. where you're going with this. So. Uh, she was recently in an interview talking about the Berlinale Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Berlinale. Berlinale, which is like a, it's, it's kind of like the TIFF of Germany. Yeah. Mm. Um, and she, which for those of you who don't know what TIFF is, get out of from under your rock and start participating in pop culture. <laughs> and for some reason, be Canadian. Toronto International Film Festival. TIFF is actually film a, it's an international film international. festival. Oh, really? It's still yeah. in Toronto. This is an international podcast. Yeah. doesn't mean people know about it. <laughs> well, Toronto, they do think they're the center of the world. So, Well, it's a pretty interna- internationally renowned. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, um, so she, was, she was on an interview, and she, she commented on the fact that all the, the six judges uh, at the Berlin Alley Festival were white. Okay. And she, she said that some of them were women, which does put them ahead of a lot of film festivals and a lot of mm. film critic associations um and then uh you know people asked if uh if if she knew if she knew about um you know uh, african and uh arab world well, well hang movies. on because before I, this happened i yeah what right because because like that's where the story ended in the first time that people started talking about it yeah was that everyone just heard her say like at least there's women on the panel and then took the next thing that she said as like uh, we're all African or whatever, and yeah, you know. So, yeah. so she she said, um, uh, you know, I or she was she was reported saying, I don't know a whole lot. However, I have played a lot of characters from those cultures or who are participating in those cultures, uh, and it's uh, and you know, uh, and then it was reported later that uh, she was saying about the white judges were all Africans anyway. Right. Yeah. You and mean so like the internet... evolutionarily? Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. Feel like we're like we're all from Africa anyway. Yeah. yeah. Is, is that a what... relevant point? Well, it's well, not actually way... the point she was trying to make. No. <laughs> so it was taken super out of context. Super out of context. Yeah. Or like okay. it either taken out of context or like her words were actually changed to make it sound like they were weird. Because mm-hmm. I so like uh, th- there was an article on Mashable, and I think that's where most people got their mm-hmm. like most yeah. of the other ones were 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 written from but i'm i'm gonna read her actual quote yeah it's like a it's a proper paragraph right it's full um proper paragraph (laughs) so uh at the panel uh a reporter from egypt spoke about representing tunisia blah 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 how do you see this part of the world if she knows anything about movies from that culture and her response was yes in fact i've just seen a film called thebe 
which I loved. I saw Timbuktu recently. I don't know very much uh, about, honestly, about the Middle East, and yet I've played a lot of I've played a lot of different people from a lot of different cultures. So there's a really important yet mm-hmm. and yet in there, yeah, that was removed that changes a lot of things. Yeah, and there's, uh, the thing is that I notice is that we're all there is a core of humanity that travels right through uh, every culture. And after all, we're all from Africa originally. We're all Berliners. We're all Africans, really. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it's true. It's not necessarily the most poignant. But no. the the problem here is not with what she said, but it's with the way that people yeah. initially it's interpreted how it. it. Was reported. So yeah. what was what was the interpretation that was given to these words? The, impor- well. the the interpretation that was given to these words was, "Why are we racist? We're all Africans, right?" Wait, wh- like that's that's, that's what a yeah. lot of that's what that's the meaning that a lot of people were were putting as like- opposed to we're all from Africa. So we should all care about what's happening there right now. That wasn't, like a lot of, the, you know, sorry. that doesn't. Sorry, go ahead. Go I ahead. feel like a lot of people are also kind of with with the, what's happening with the Oscars right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's also coming into play a lot with for what sure. she's saying. Yeah, for well, sure. that's so. it. And like this this article that first went out, like people were kind of responding to it, saying like, "Oh my God, Meryl Streep hates black people." Was <laughs> was sort of the <laughs> message that somehow was received by this. And so, like pretty quickly, her her team was like, "Okay, we need to like stop this because that's not what she said." And yeah. like, yeah, because originally yeah. they were just reporting the thing about her saying like, we're all African. And so it doesn't, yeah. and they took it as meaning mm-hmm. we're all African. So it doesn't matter that this whole panel is white is basically yeah. the message yeah. they were trying to get out of it at the beginning. And it's really not what she meant. No. Yeah. And if you try to mess with Meryl Streep, people will come <laughs> for you. Yeah. And like, like the, the full transcript of her interview was released and that's when people were like, oh, yeah. Well, because the point of that statement is that like, there is a core of. Yeah, like what she yeah. said, a core of humanity. Africa right? like, is the core. Yeah, so like, like it's and like the mm. the part about we're all African is not even really the important statement. No, right? not at all. Like it's it's that when she she's talking about the characters that she's playing and when she's playing those characters, she can feel the emotions of someone from another culture mm-hmm. because yeah. everybody feels the same emotions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you like if, if you if your heart gets broken, whether you're in Burkina Faso, India, or New York City your heart gets broken. If your mom dies, your mom dies, right? And that is just as hard. And politically, like, that's not to say that it is not important to have people of different cultural backgrounds. Not at all. In things. That was, like, the first part of her statement. She was like, yeah, that's a problem. You know, we need to represent, like, especially when you've got movies from those countries, from those areas, like, why aren't people from those areas being represented? Yeah. It's super dumb. Actually, uh, speaking about that, there's there's something like that happening now in in uh, Quebec, as well. I can't remember the name of oh, yeah, the uh, I haven't heard about that. of the comedian, but he didn't. I I'm not sure who it was. I didn't do my research, but he he basically said something along the lines of, um, it was uh it was supposed to be a black character, oh. and he didn't want to go out of his way, <laughs> out of his way on you know guillemets, mm. to look for a black actor when he can just hire a white one. And I guess basically oh, is that is that was like I think during the bye bye or something where they had like a guy blackface to become PK Subban. I'm not sure, but because um, that happened where like blackface happened, it was like either a commercial mm-hmm. or some sort of comedy sketch where someone blackface to be PK Subban. Oh, yeah. fun! That's it's weird. Like that's not a thing that you think happens still, but it, no. yeah. apparently it happens a mm-hmm. lot in Quebec. No, yeah. yeah, I even I even heard of I think 
I think you know about this, Lana, but this like really big theater company in New York that red faced. They're like, yes. Yeah. And like, not just like cast white people to play native Americans, but like painted the faces red. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating. Cause like that, you know, that's not okay. No. Like it's it's no. it's actually better to like if you're going to cast a white person to play a black character or a character who's typically black, you're better off just casting the white person and having them just stay white, and yeah. then just or, being like this this is just what we've had to do for the casting, or just not have the character, exactly. change the character, right? You right? can change the character, you can rewrite yeah. it in the story in the script, like mm. you can change things in order to make it work. Yeah, it's like um in the most recent uh, Cameron Crowe movie Aloha. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, it was not a big success, but um, it it did. It was about this like air force base in Hawaii, uh, and there were a couple like I think the story was fictional, but it involved a bunch of real people. And one of the people is this like really uh, important uh, air force pilot who's a woman, and she's like I think half Hawaiian, half Asian, or something, or like part okay. at least part Asian. Yeah. And they cast Emma Stone. Yes. <laughs> oh, fun. Oh dear. And like. <laughs> And he was like, you know, Cameron Crowe's response was like, well, she's just a good actress. And, you know, she's and it's like, sure. But like, you know, so is like Jamie Chung. So is Lucy Liu. So <laughs> and like, they're not hard to find. They're no. out there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Can you, you like because you're two actors, right? Are you both actors? Uh, um, I'm more of a, of a stage manager. I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Techie. As, yeah. Uh, you're very good at it. I mean, I, I thank you. I've I've. The last time I performed was over about a year ago. So, okay. but you're both theater people at least. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But as as theater people, and as like I'm think, thinking about the people who may be listening to this podcast, because sometimes I share this, you know, on my Facebook and stuff, and there may be people in that who are not in this like mm-hmm. Twitter conversation or like you know fit, social yeah. media thing where mm-hmm. things move very quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there are some people listening to this who don't, who haven't really like talked, had it put in their face why it is that blackface is inappropriate or like mm. dressing someone as a native American who mm. isn't is inappropriate. Can you guys sort of sure. give an explanation yeah. of that? Leanna? Um, well, it really, it, it really just comes down to representation and, and proper representation of people. Um, I'm white. So mm. for me, I've always seen white people and I can relate to them, but I've had um, black friends, for example, who are just surrounded by white actors, knowing that sort of of their own ethnicity. And they just like, yes, they can understand and connect with the character, but they don't feel like they're being properly represented. Mm. And then when you'll have someone perhaps um, do a play that has to do with a different culture, um, that culture is either not properly uh, represented or kind of too many stereotypes are sort of um, thrown in as well. And when you'll have maybe like, uh, maybe like a black character. It's like you just focus on the fact mm-hmm. that he's black, right. you know, or they're more of a secondary character, the comedic relief, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Yeah. So that that becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think part of it is also like, you know, if if you're gonna represent someone from another culture, like do your job properly. Yeah. You know, it is not respectful to these like, op- like oppressed communities. To, to say like I'm not even gonna bother finding one of you I'm just gonna put paint on this guy's face or right. on this girl you know and it like it's just is it just come when it comes down to it it's just incredibly disrespectful mm-hmm. 
And yeah. like there, there, there are a couple of plays that kind of play on that. I think yes. where you have like people from other nationalities white facing, yeah. um, and and I I think like I I don't think that like white facing is necessarily wrong. I mean I don't think it should be done, but I think that when it comes down to it, there is less hurt yeah. from like from uh like two white cultures than from white cultures well, and, and like the you know, reason that like the reason that whiteface exists is specifically as a statement against blackface, blackface. exactly as a tradition and right exactly because there's a very long sort of history with blackface of of kind of yeah. uh back in the day in the states they they would have their uh i believe and if i am wrong i'm so sorry uh their slaves sort of um dance for their masters and so on and yeah. so forth and they found it very comical in the sense in which mm. they danced so then white men would don blackface and yeah. dance like black people because yeah exactly so like yeah. like there uh, there is also a long history within blackface of ridicule and mockery right. and humiliation mm-hmm. and when you're doing that you are bringing that up yeah you know and and it to to a white person it might seem like but that was so long ago like why does it still hurt and the answer to that is it was less than 150 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. shut up. <laughs> then the second answer is if someone has a broken arm and after like two, three weeks, you're like, it, oh, it takes three weeks to heal a broken arm. And then you punch them in the arm and they say that really hurts. Stop it. Your response shouldn't be, but it's been three weeks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. and it's, it's, it's the fact that there is a wound. And like, I don't know that. And I, I hope that blackface will never become okay. But I think that at the core of it, that's what it is, is that there is a deep wound mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. And also just um, on the topic of, of representation is is that the neutral body in theater especially is seen as a white male yeah. body. Yeah. That is the neutral body. Um, and what's also really uh, interesting on another topic is what we're seeing a lot now too is, is – uh, ableism okay and the representation of let's say people who are not uh able-bodied so there's the question of do you play if you have uh maybe a quadriplegic or something do you get someone who's actually quadriplegic or do you just get an actor Mm -hmm. to an Mm -hmm. able-bodied actor to play that part or um in the case of even the the deaf community just for context because i worked with a um a deaf theater company in montreal where the script is made by uh, a deaf author, uh, playwright, sorry, and then produced with both deaf and hearing actors. Mm. And I then saw Tribes, which was a play put on um, by mostly hearing actors, written by a hearing uh, playwright. And and the the contrast was was just sort of huge. And there was also, I think, uh, either La Licorne or Théâtre du Nouveau Monde, who also put on Tribes, called Tribu. And I think that was to play it was Alicorn. Yeah, yeah they so. put on uh, tribes, and rather than casting a deaf actor to play the part of the deaf character, they had put a a hearing uh, actor in his place. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, it's which is like understandably way simpler. Yeah, but also, but like, kind of misses the point, right? Exactly, yeah. and that's yeah. that's the thing. Like, if you're like a high school putting on a production of something, like if you're a high school trying to put on a production of yeah. I don't know Hamilton or <laughs> The Wiz, you know, a show that's typically supposed yeah. to have a diverse cast, mm-hmm. and specifically like you should not all be white people, but your high school's drama club are all white kids, and the director is 
just putting on this play because it's the play that they're going to put on that year, you kind of have no choice, right? But, but if you're time, putting on a professional production where you're getting people to audition, yeah. then well, you can you can well, go the, the extra mile. The but, thing with, with that show in particular, I think the reason was that getting they they weren't being funded, right? First of all, by the Canadian Arts Council, so mm. the money was coming out of their pockets in that case, mm. uh, and also to have to Which show, work with a deaf uh, tribu, tribu, gotcha. tribu tribes to work with a deaf actor you need an interpreter and interpreters are expensive mm-hmm. and mm. perhaps they tried to get a deaf actor in their case but it was either we get a deaf actor or we don't do the play at all but this is an important message there's something important in here so let's get them anyways yeah. i don't know it's it's I, for me i yeah. prefer to see a deaf actor play a deaf mm. character and a quadriplegic play yeah. a quadriplegic but i just i don't know it's 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 tricky i think sometimes i think that in you know, there, there would. I suspect there's like a way that if, if in, if in the case of La Licorne, they weren't able to get a deaf actor, um, and they said, okay, we can't get a deaf actor, but this is important to say, let's get a hearing actor. I think there would be a way to then do that respectfully to like actually yeah. consult people who are deaf and and people who are hearing but active in the in the deaf community, and then also like use the platform that you're getting because La Licorne is like for those who don't live in Montreal and aren't francophone is a pretty big francophone Montreal uh, francophone theater in Montreal. Okay. Yes. Is one of, is one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, you have a pretty big platform. You can use that to raise awareness, to raise funds, to, yeah. to help out a lot of people, you know? And I right. think, I think that when it comes down to it, like it's, it doesn't make up for it, but I think it is helpful. And I think yeah. you can, yeah, you can use your platform and you, you can, be transparent and say we you know we weren't funded so we mm-hmm. weren't able to afford a deaf actor and a translator or a, not a translator it's a an interpreter interpreter mm-hmm. interpreter because yeah. you can't directly uh translate mm-hmm. sign sign language to mm-hmm. spoken english so yeah. that's why it's mm-hmm. an interpretation because mm-hmm. uh the grammar and the syntax is really yeah. different it's actually really simplified yeah. which is awesome mm-hmm. but actually um thinking more deeply about that the actor did have to sign in the show. Yeah. And would yeah. probably have to sign proper sign language. Cause I know when I saw tribes, yeah. he was signing actual ASL American yeah. sign language. So in tribu, they'd have to be signing LSQ. So they would need to have an interpreter on the show. Mm-hmm. No, they but, would, like, but it's, it's very different yeah. to hire an interpreter and say, Hey, can you interpret these couple lines of dialogue? Yeah. As opposed to, can you be on set for three yeah. minutes? Yeah. Because you you could just like pay some pay someone a small amount of money to record themselves, like 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 film themselves doing the the signs the signs, and then the actor learns them. Yeah. Right. Like that probably would be a, at most a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if if it has to be several hundred dollars, several times a week, mm-hmm. then that becomes super super pricey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. interesting? Like, so as as. As an actor, right? Yeah. Um, you, you know, your your role is to get into like sort of other characters and other lives mm-hmm. and like empathize in other spaces. Yeah. Do you think it's inappropriate for you to do any role that is sort of like mm. more, like less privileged than you are? Like, is that is um, that sort of the the underlying logic? Is that like? No. Um. I think it's how I approach it. Mm. Um, a couple of years ago, 
uh, Concordia put on this original production that was about uh, Native Americans and the displacement of, I can't remember the specific nation, but the displacement of this it nation. The, it was called Atahuapiscat. Um, oh, Atahuapiscat was the... Atahuapiscat is, I believe, the name of, of the, the of reserve. The nation? Of the reserve? Okay. The reserve. So it was a displacement of these Native Americans from their reserve because of flooding. Okay. And the government basically put them in the shittiest hotels they could find and then didn't do anything about them mm. once they were there and, like, they were getting sick and, like, it was just super, super shitty and it was about that. And most of the actors were, you know, well, they were all Concordia students, but most of them were not Native Americans. I think I think two of them were? I think two. Yeah, at least two. Um which was really cool and like it was like they had super prominent roles which was great um and it was written by a native american guy who was from manitoba um but one of the like i was talking to a, to a friend of mine and i was like isn't that kind of a, a sense of one of my friends who was in the play and i said is, right. like how is that not culture not cultural appropriation and she said well we're working with someone who's done it and it's yeah. for a specific purpose and we're informing ourselves and using our platform mm-hmm. to put forward a message and we're not doing it with pity we're doing it with empathy and we're doing it with compassion Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're doing it and we're, we're saying this message because it's what's right. Not because we want to appear a certain way and not because we feel like we have to, but because it's right and we want to. And it's mm-hmm. something that we feel passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like if, if someone like if, if I were ever approached by someone and they said, Hey, we have this great role for you. Um, I guess he's technically a, you know, I don't know. Asian guy, but we're we're gonna cast you in it because I think you're better. I'd say like I'm not gonna do it because I think here you have a responsibility for uh, accurate representation. Yeah. And if you wanna if you wanna just ditch me and cast another white guy, that's your call. But I'm not gonna participate in that. Mm-hmm. Um. And I could just say I'm you know I'm gonna take the money and I'll do it and then use my platform for whatever. But at the same time, like I don't know, I personally would not feel okay with that. You'd have to think really really hard. About yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And or like really come to terms with it and be like, you know, I need the money and no, this isn't OK, but I, you know, I got to do it. <laughs> desperate yeah. Desperate and like I, I could, you know, if one day I was really, I was really, really in trouble and this came out, I would, you know, I'd, I'd probably do it. I am. I suspect, I would, you know, it all depends on the circumstances. Right. But I would also know that, like, that's not OK. Mm. That's know? it. Like, I think when it comes down to it, like, and I was having a conversation with Alex about this, uh, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about like, um, you know, cause everyone and their dog is really into Hamilton right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, didn't is, they win a Grammy? They yes, did. Yeah. They did. yeah. Grammy. Uh, a Grammy. Grammy. <laughs> didn't they win a Grammy? They, they, they <laughs> won a, they won a hammy. Um, <laughs> and Hamilton, like, you know, basically the characters in that are all historically white. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Hamilton, I guess. But, um and like well, Hamilton was also white true he was just from, he was the, from Caribbean. the Caribbean yeah so but yeah, that's it like the characters are like historically white but right. the show is written in such a way and cast in such a way that like they really intentionally cast most of the characters not white yeah yeah um and that was mm-hmm. because it's it's a show that celebrates that diversity and it celebrates that like yeah you know that yeah basically coming out of that struggle and you know rising to power mm-hmm. yeah. and it's also uh, a show that is like a black art form you know, yeah like the whole totally fact that it's a hip-hop musical yeah. yeah exactly and so like i you know i have no issue and alex and i were talking about this and we were like we would have no issue seeing white actors playing these parts if they you know played them well and understood what the point of this show yeah, was. yeah played them respectfully yeah exactly respectfully. and if the show still made an effort to celebrate 
for sure those themes for sure right? mm. and so, I've, I, like sorry. so i wouldn't want to see like there was this this acapella mashup of a bunch of hamilton songs that's like seven minutes long and right. going around on facebook and like it's just a bunch of white dudes and like a couple of white girls and like it's it's also kind of just that traditional college acapella sound, so yep. I don't really like yeah. it at all. Uh, but the thing that bothered me more about it is that there's no diversity being shown in that. Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't want to see that, right? Like, I want, mm-hmm. if I go to see Hamilton, like, it's cringeworthy if it's yeah. done by like people there's, who don't there's understand. There's going to be some high schools who are going to put on Hamilton. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be all white people and, you know, it's going to be all suburban white people and they're going to come home and they're not going to think about it. Yeah. And like, I think, you know, it's like I said before, in in the context of like a high school production, like you're sort of limited to what you are able to do. Mm -hmm. And maybe the director should choose a play that better reflects the student body. But that's kind of, you know, a separate question. I think that's probably the case with the acapella group, too. Probably. Yeah. Probably a bunch of white people in an acapella group. Like, we love Hamilton. That's it. (laughs) And it's like, you know, you and I love Hamilton. If we wanted to do some kind of Hamilton parody, for example, for example, (laughs) uh, we would, you know, I wouldn't say we shouldn't do it, but we'd have to do it in a way that still took all that stuff into consideration and reflected what the show is really about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's true of like, you know, stuff with, you know, ableism stuff yeah. with age related things race related things gender to some extent you For can sure. yes. play with in shows yeah as well, long as you're doing things in a way that's sensitive mm-hmm. to the yeah. material exactly. and sensitive to the people involved it's yeah, Con- yeah. concordia has been pretty open recently in like switching around that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like you yeah. know i was just in the midsummer night stream and lysander was a mm-hmm. girl yeah and like you know they made some changes to the text and it worked it worked well, and, yeah. And like you know, some people like there were some t- some cases where like it wasn't changed, and some people got confused. But no one was like, "I don't get it." Was she like was Lysander a guy? Everyone was like, "She was a girl." There were just some text things that were weird. Yeah, it's cool, you know. <laughs> and and like there the the play that's coming up is uh, an adaptation of the two Alice in Wonderland books. Yes. Okay. And Alice is dark skinned. I don't yeah. know exactly what ethnicity Michelle is. Uh, me neither, but I've looked into, because it's an adaptation uh, that has actually been in the run for a mm. few uh, years now. Um, and the other adaptation that they did for Jordy Productions also had uh, yeah. a, uh, a dark actress yeah. playing the main part. Because yeah. Why the heck not? it's yeah. not yeah. important like yeah. at yeah. all. It's, and there's... It's, um, like there's, well, there's there's a couple of TV shows that do that. Like the the BBC um, Musketeers, their Porthos is half black. Okay, and they make mm-hmm. it a thing where like his mom was a was a freed slave, and uh, and like that also makes a lot of sense because uh, Alexandre Dumas' mom was a freed slave, mother or grandmother, I can't quite remember. Right. Um. But like Alexandre Dumas identified as black, and made and like was also very involved in in abolitionism. Uh, yeah. Stuff. I feel like as long as it's it's specific to the character to be from a certain culture or a certain race or a certain uh, gender or whatever, then you should go by those guidelines. But if it's not, yeah. then it's yeah. it's it's not important. Yeah, it's just it's part of like breaking that idea that the yeah. the, the neutral thing is a white dude. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. that's it. Because yeah, that's the problem. Alice is not. A white girl if she's a girl yeah 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 and i'm sure that like if somewhere was important right like if if one of the characters was like well your skin is white isn't it right and i guess you could choose to make her black and remove that you know yeah well, remove that bit i guess you could you could do that but yeah, but like 
Yeah. I mean, I know. I also know that the uh, the adaptation for Harry Potter is going to have uh, oh, a yeah. Black, the, Hermione, Black Hermione, which is just so cool. awesome. This is so cool because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like her her skin color is never uh, mentioned in the book. No. Just I think there's a quote like she looked very brown and had frizzy hair. I'm like. That's like, no, she, she looked smart and had. She looked smart. Yeah, and had frizzy hair, and like a, a, a lot of people, um, sort of had had problems with that. And then J.K. Rowling tweeted that quote and said, "I love black or like I love black Hermione." Mm-hmm. Right. right, but on, like keep it, going. That was a that that I I followed that a little bit, and that one seemed especially silly to me because like people were arguing over like going through all the books and seeing if they could find <laughs> any reference to Hermione's skin being it's, white. Or like, oh, her. Fa- moonlit face was p- or whatever like yeah it doesn't it Matter. could have been specifically stated that hermione was white and if you're putting on a play with a black hermione it's like who I, cares i yeah. still do not see the issue it doesn't yeah. change anything yeah like, yeah what? like you're fine with 15 different james yeah. bonds with the same name come on yeah yeah and like there's, there's even um the the tv show british tv show merlin where like they to to begin with they blatantly disregard the myths Okay. Right, where like in their idea, it's like Merlin and Arthur grew up together, which is not true, but whatever. But also, Guinevere's black. Okay. Yeah. And Fair like enough. that would have been incredibly unlikely at that time. But who gives a shit? No yeah. one was like, oh, why is she black? They're like, oh, what a great show! That's Such it. a fun show. Yeah. yeah, I went to see a production of Rent at McGill like okay. last month, Ooh. and I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago as well. Um, and it it got me thinking about like you know the ethnic backgrounds of the characters in rent okay because i see them as you know there are some characters i see as specifically white people some i see as specifically black people but it's just because i've watched the movie a hundred thousand times right if you yeah. really like look at the script and stuff i'm pretty sure like mark is jewish mark is jewish and mimi is hispanic and everyone else it's fair <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and it's like yeah and even then like those are both i mean maybe the hispanic part ought to be cast as someone hispanic yeah mm-hmm. but like is the jewish one like i don't know is don't it demon menzel no it's uh rosario dawson yeah in, in the, the movie. in the movie one anyway uh, uh, who did adina menzel play she's, uh, she's maureen, maureen maureen johnson uh, not to be confused with maureen johnson the young adult novelist all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah huh yeah, but yeah, it got me thinking about that because they had uh, they had cast a white guy as Collins, uh, who's mm. black in the movie. Okay, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that doesn't matter. Yeah, they don't hmm. mention you, it really. I don't know. I, in the, I guess that's that's true in the in the script. I would yeah. suppose. I wonder if like because sometimes people will do that. For example, with Hamilton, right? It's not yeah. explicitly stated that anyone is black in Hamilton, mm-hmm. but you consider it an important aspect partly because of like the the musical background. Yeah. That, that envelops the show and also mm-hmm. is like just a statement about modern America. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if there is anything like that in rent too. For example, I think of Collins as like singing in black styles okay. in particular songs, like in the, like the I'll cover you the second time. Like that's a, mm-hmm. it's pretty gospel. It feels very gospel yeah. to me. Yeah. So I would, I mean, I suppose you could, you could argue, but mm. it's definitely not clear. Right. Yeah. That's it. It's, and, and I think like with Hamilton, like I would if they made a movie version of Hamilton and were unable to get the full original cast from the show. Yeah. Which like would be likely. I mean, even Rent only got almost the whole original cast. Right. Yeah. Uh, like I think if they were to make a movie version of Hamilton and they ended up casting a few characters white, it wouldn't bother me if they did a good job with it as long mm-hmm. as they still, you know, 
visibly made an effort and got yeah, like, most of sure. the cast still to be diverse. Right? Yeah, and it wasn't just like, oh, we'll put one black guy here and then a couple black guys in the background. Right. Cool. Yeah, that's we got it. it. You know, but it's like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if they, because I don't. And this is just, you know, not an area that I'm super familiar with. I don't have a long list of, like, black actors that I know who can sing and rap, necessarily. I just don't. Except all the ones in Hamilton Except now. all the ones in Hamilton. <laughs> that's I it. Mean, it's, I, like, and I that's wouldn't just, be surprised you know, if Idris Elba can rap. Maybe. I mean, he, he was in The Wire. That's what, that's what was his debut. So, right. you know. But well, that, was, that but, was also, like, I think that was part of, like, Lin-Manuel. The reason why he wrote In the Heights, he mm-hmm. says, is that, like, there were very few good parts for Hispanic people. That's it. And he was like, well, there should be a musical where all these really talented Hispanic people trying to make their way in Broadway can have a play that they can get into. (laughs) That's That's really cool. cool. Yeah. So I I think probably, you know, I think that it's probably if, if any like big time casting director is saying there's no one to fill this spot. It's probably absurd. It's probably like, absurd. Like yeah. you go to New York and there's a thousand talented yeah. people who can't sure. find anything to be yeah. at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it just comes yeah. down to like if they want to cast, you know, celebrities, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. comes, you know, that, like Les Miserables, where they cast some terrible people in the Les Miserables movie <laughs> just because they were famous and they were like, yeah, yeah, he was in Gladiator. He'll be really good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shade. Gosh. Ouch. I love uh, you, Paul as Lucifer Fowl. We love you, Russell Crowe. You were great in <laughs> a beautiful fall, mind. Please, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well. Should yeah. we wrap there, this up? Riggedy, wrap. There's just one last point that I wanted to bring Go up for it, on, yeah. on diversity. Yes. I read a BuzzFeed article that I'm, I'm going to try to find again because it was really, really interesting. And it was about TV shows that are doing diversity really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It was super interesting. Like there's um there there are some that like fully embrace it. Like there there's basically two main like they were outlining two main ways. Not that they said there's two ways to do it, but there seemed to be two themes in how it was done really really well. Was either they fully embrace it like in Master of None and Meet the Patels so that good. both That's happen good. to be like about Indian characters, yeah. but it's like they talk about what it's like to be Indian in America. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they they'll be like the, the struggles between like being a first generation and like and your parents grew up in India and you're struggling with like Indian culture versus American culture and all that stuff. Wait, is Meet the Patels a show now? Or is that a movie? Uh, I think it's, it, I think Meet the Meet the Patels is just a movie. Meet but the Patels okay. was a documentary. Okay. Yeah. About this one guy and his well, quest to a, or his family's quest to set him up with another Patel. Well, it shows yeah. a that's what diversity. the Patel family in India anyway, does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Master <laughs> of None is a show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Master of None is. Um. There was there was another there was like a Pixar short I think that was listed on there about this little kid who this little kid in India who's super obsessed with superheroes and there's a struggle between wanting to be a part of superhero culture and his parents like wanting to up wanting him to upheld his Hindu culture hmm. uh, and apparently like I haven't seen it but apparently it was like really really touching and very hmm. eye opening for a lot of people uh, but a- another one of the the things that they said was The Walking Dead because there's one of the main characters Glenn is Asian. Mm-hmm. It's never brought up. Right. He just he's just a dude who happens to be Asian. Uh right? In the comics. Yep. Glenn is Asian. Yeah. Is that No, I I, but I mean the character. Okay. Is it's not not like he's not a stereotype. You know, like Asian man. Like there is a character who has a samurai sword and it's a black character. (laughs) Right? And like it's not even you know, he like I think it's I think it's um so he make someone makes a comment at some point and he like is for comic relief he kind of looks at them and goes like no i'm korean or something and that's it yes that's the only time it's addressed and you know it like they're not making a caricature they're not making a uh 
I don't know, like they're not playing on the fact that he's Asian. He just happens to be it's Asian. It's another neutral body within yeah. the cast of other neutral. Yeah, and like there's a bunch bodies. of other like neutral warm bodies neutral that... bodies that can be eaten by zombies. <laughs> exactly, and and I found that really really interesting. Uh, yeah, just sort of ways of representing diversity and yeah, like even in Master of None, they bring that up at some point mm-hmm. where he uh, uh, Aziz Ansari auditions for uh, the the part of a cab driver. Um, because that's kind of he's a struggling actor and he sort of reads it reads the part and straight yeah straight mm-hmm. and they go like that's great can you read it with an accent and he's like what do you mean like an indian accent and he goes why he goes well just because it's more believable if you have an indian accent and he's like no like it's you know i've seen i've seen a bunch of cab drivers who are indian and ethnic or other ethnicities but don't have an accent like i don't and he like stands up for himself and yeah. ended up casting the dude who, did the, who had the accent you know mm. and he he could just be a dude but he's, you know, they have, he has to be the stereotype of the, yeah. They wanted the, yeah. Hmm. Fresh yeah. off the boat Indian guy. Exactly. Well, thank you for listening to our Upper Discussion podcast. <laughs> yeah. We went from, uh, yeah, we covered some pretty heavy stuff in this one, eh? Yeah, things. I think it was good though. But if if you like this, if you'd like to hear more of this, uh, this heavy content, pledge your support by going for patreon.com slash up for discussion you can give us as little as one cent but don't Yay. that wouldn't be very useful um you can give us a little more and that would be mildly more useful and uh if you like the show share it on your facebooks and twitters and uh now we four white people are going to sing a rousing rendition of you are my sunshine you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Thanks, Leanna. It's good to have Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Support the show. Having me. <laughs> <laughs> She has another like that song's actually super yeah, depressing. Yeah, it is. It's but it's very white. Yeah.